Hi friends, you're listening to Make Out Already. This episode, Liz and I catch each other up on what we've been reading lately. We have a couple of spooky picks, even though apparently spooky season is mostly over, and a couple of contemporary romances as we batten down the hatches for the holiday season. Stay tuned. Hi, Meg. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm also doing all right. I'm very much looking forward to a short work week. Yeah, me too. Are you off on Thursday and Friday? I'm off on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, that's wonderful. I am delighted. (laughs) That's so great. I'm so happy for you. What about you? I'm just off Thursday and Friday. Okay. Okay. Some people have to go back on Black Friday, and I feel like, I don't know. Who's I mean, working? <laughs> I used to I used to work Thanksgiving all the time when I worked in newspapers and they would bring yeah. in like the last newspaper job that I had, they would bring in Boston Market catering. <laughs> was it good? It was I mean the pies were good. <laughs> Everything else was okay. It yeah. was Boston Market turkey and gravy. <laughs> Is Boston Market still in existence? I don't know if they're already in our state. Yeah, I feel like there used to be one in our city, but I don't think I've seen one in a while. Yeah, I don't know. So (laughs) at any rate, um, I'm happy to have the time off. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Are you going to be doing any reading during your time off? I hope so. Mostly I'm going to be focusing on my book is due in a week, so today is Sunday so a week from tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I think that I'm in good shape for it being a first draft like it's going to need a lot of work and revisions I'm certain but I got to finish that and I have been reading a ton right now I'm working my way through the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes because I don't know what is that a Hunger Games yeah it's a the Hunger Games prequel because the oh, movie okay. is coming out. And when it first came out, I was like, uh, who asked for this? Because I thought that it was going to be a redemption arc mm. in hindsight for President Snow. And it's not that I've okay. come to learn. So once I learned that, then I, you're like, all right, I can get on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm reading that so that I can be ready to go see the movie, which has already been out. And reading a bunch of stuff about Palestine. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a whole stack of books, including a graphic novel history by Joe Sacco, um, a book by Noam, Cham- Noam Chomsky and Ilan Pape. I'm not sure if that's how you say his last name, but mm-hmm. they are scholars on the whole situation. And Ilan Pape is Israeli. So. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting anti-Zionist voice. In case anyone listening who doesn't follow me at LDS Romance on our socials isn't aware of where I stand on the whole thing. Yeah. There you go. So I'm reading a lot of that, but also reading a lot of um my usual fiction smut. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that Nanny for the Neighbors book that I picked up at the local bookstore. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. It's a why choose like three men and a baby kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And the setup is that like they 
their roommates who shared a girlfriend. Okay. And uh, she has a secret baby and dumps the baby off one day and is like, one of you is the father, so <laughs> here you go. And they're like, we don't know what to do with this baby. Like, it's just crying. And uh-huh. like, we don't know. So there is a an unemployed nanny in their building. So they ask her for help. And that's as far as I've gotten. Her being okay. like having to be sure that these men hadn't kidnapped this baby because she became aware of the situation was like, I'm calling the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wonder what will pan out with their previous girlfriend. Yeah, I'm curious about that, if she's going to make an appearance. How about you? Um, I am working my way through the audiobook of a book by Nedra Glover Tawab called set boundaries find peace oh nice yeah that makes sense to me yeah so um yeah I've been enjoying that I think it's really helpful and she reads the the book herself um and then I'm just about to start on Mothman in Love book two Yay. I'm engaged to Mothman do you have it checked out? I do have it checked out from the okay, library. Okay, I have it on hold right after you. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was I'm... waiting for you to reserve it before I reserved it. So as soon as I saw someone had borrowed it, I'm like, this is probably Meg, so I'll yeah, put myself me. on the list. And honestly, it's a crime that there were not other people waiting. Like, I had the notification set on the Libby app to be like, notify me when my library yeah. gets this in. Like, where is everyone else? Like, you, you want me to this? get it together. immediately (laughs) if not sooner so there's that um romance that i want to read and then i also have uh on deck mistakes were made Mm -hmm. which i've had sitting around for a bit and need to get on um i can't remember who wrote that that's the i accidentally fucked my friend's mom (laughs) right sapphic romance yeah Yeah, sapphic romance age gap uh i think the cover let me pull it up because i love how the cover puts it um let's see the good news she likes someone the bad news it's her best friend's mom (laughs) (laughs) iconic so that's that's on the docket too yeah after you read that one i will like to borrow it and then next on the list is Something Borrowed by Eve Dangerfield, because I've had that waiting for me um, since the, it was like a big, like, stuff stuff your Kindle day mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, I did that. Um, and for my other book club, I need to be listening to the audiobook of Iron Flame. <laughs> <laughs> That's Liz making fart noises in the <laughs> microphone. I don't know if, if they're coming in, but I'm no, not. I think yeah. it's being edited out because it's like, oh, she can't be doing that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to alienate everyone. <laughs> it's not I haven't gotten into the groove of it. Let's I'll just say that very gently and kindly. I I have not been hearing good things. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe I shouldn't make fart noises. <laughs> Maybe I should. But you know what? She's she's fine, regardless of my oh. like nobody opinion on the whole thing. She's absolutely. She's doing fine for herself. Um, and then I just have like homework to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be a little busy break, but I have gotten to squeeze in a few reads that were not for grad school, which. Hopefully we'll get to talk about today. Yes. So we each have two books that we want to talk about and they're kind of thematically or at least tonally similar, I think, because we have yeah. two contemporaries we want to talk about and two sort of darker books. Mine is sci-fi. Yours is more paranormal, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, so why don't you kick it off? Yeah. I will talk about The Spirit Bears Its Teeth by Andrew Joseph White this i was really anticipating this book coming out because i loved hell followed with us which was his first um his first novel and it kind of makes me sick a little bit because he just graduated <laughs> from his mfa program in 2022 and hell followed with us i think is like based on his uh thesis mm. um and it was just like so so well done i'm like how fucking dare you <laughs> right so young so yeah. talented yeah um so they have a similar feel to the cover art which i mm -hmm. wouldn't normally spend much time like talking about but it's really beautiful detailed very custom cover art mm -hmm. it's not like i've put together some clip art you know yeah. type, type thing this is like very specific to the content of the book um so it, it's really beautiful and whereas hell followed with us was set in a dystopian future um featured a lot of sort of like biological weaponry body horror and religious trauma themes this um is set in the past so it's set in an alternate version of london in 1883 and for a few years now, um, there have been people being born with violet eyes. Mm -hmm. And these people who have violet eyes are able to interact with the dead and the veil, which is, you know, that boundary between the living and the dead. Um, so they're they're mediums and they are like many things. <laughs> in, in well I was gonna say in London of that time but also now um quickly like commodified into like a power structure so there's this secret society called um the speakers the royal speaker society mm -hmm. and they quickly realized that like women with violet eyes seem to have like a greater extent of this power but therefore they do not want them to be using it mm. and, and therefore they pass laws where it is not legal for them to do so and that they become sort of like a prize um, for wealthy men in the society to try to give birth to violet-eyed sons mm. and it's really families who have violet-eyed daughters are thrilled because they know that they're going to get a huge payout basically for selling their child into wedlock. Ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that is a wild premise. I know, and that's like not even what the book is about. Okay, so, that, so what is it about? Or so can that's you not like, say it? <laughs> no, I can say. Okay. I'm just like, th- this is all built up in like the first, I don't know, 20% of the book. And I'm like, I would read a whole book just about this like speaker society and how this came about. Um, So we have our main character, uh, whose name is Silas. Silas um, is a trans 16-year-old teenager. Uh, He's about to be married off at a very young age by his family, Mm -hmm. um, who treat him as a woman named Gloria. And um, he has managed his unnamed um, social problem, which we know as autism, Mm -hmm. um, through like having extra tutors. But his family really beats him over the head with like ways that he is inferior because of these struggles um and he is freaking out that he's going to have to be married and potentially have to have a baby and yeah the just the absolute like horror of that um his older brother is pretty empathetic to to his cause um he went to medical school he kind of showed silas some of like the ropes um of medical care at that time and Mm -hmm. like got him textbooks and stuff refers to him by his name and his appropriate Mm -hmm. gender um so the day is coming when he is to be married and he's like okay i have one one last shot here i uh need to go to the speaker meeting tonight they're going to be inducting a new member i've arranged for this member this potential new member to be sick and i'm going to impersonate him and uh do what they ask me to do so i can pass the test and become a speaker and then they can't take it back at that point so Mm -hmm. i will be like free and he he goes and his task in front of like everyone in the speaker society is to punish this woman who has veil sickness, which means she's been practicing this like medium um, work when she shouldn't be. Oh. And so what he's supposed to do is open the veil that so they can stick her head in it and then he closes it <sighs> so that she will suffocate. And he's like, I, I can't, I... <laughs> He like starts to do it, but because he feels like trapped and it's like, oh, well, it's this woman or me. Um, right. But he really can't. And she like freaks out and she reveals like a secret shiv that she's made and like starts stabbing people. And so then he starts like sewing people up, like trying to do like EMT shit. And he gets outed um, as as not the person that he was supposed to be. Mm. So they send him off to this boarding school called Braxton Sanatorium and Finishing School. It's supposed to be specially designed for these troubled young women with veil sickness. It's not their fault that Mm -hmm. they are feminists. It's not their fault that they uh, love other women. It's the veil sickness that's wrong with them. They're just- Okay. Um, So what happens in this finishing school is like, as you can imagine, very deeply fucked up. Um, And- uh, it's unclear for a while like what's happening but we know that some of the girls who are in the finishing school have been disappearing um throughout his time at this finishing school he starts uh interacting with the person he's betrothed to um against his will really um Mm -hmm. but then he starts talking to his fiance 
and his fiance is like uh how long have you known that you were they don't have the word trans but that that you were trans and he's like what he's like oh let me start over my name's Daphne I'm also trans it's a trans for trans story yes yeah so they have this like great very sweet relationship um and it's sort of like a found family situation um a question of identity of like especially for Silas which parts of me are like my transness which parts of me are my autism which parts of me are like my violet-eyed nature um so they're trying to expose what's happening at this school and things are getting increasingly dangerous um it's got a lot of commentary on like what social roles we are forced into um and how it can help to have a name for things sometimes I know labels can be harmful um too but in this case it it provided Silas with an opportunity to not feel so alone um it is I will warn you very very gory Mm. um there are there was a part where I had to like take a pause from reading because it was so um graphic (laughs) because he's called upon to use some of his medical skills more than once okay Um, so you know there's a fair amount of that and it's not as bad as like if you were seeing it on a tv show because you know you can imagine but it was still pretty pretty intense that said it was amazing I will be waiting again for Andrew Joseph White's next book because he is not missing has his next book been announced or are you just like whatever it is whatever you write next I'm reading. <laughs> what, yeah for me it's whatever it is yeah um I haven't seen any announcements about it he is about to be married or just got married so I think there might be oh, like a small delay yeah um I did some light social media stalking do you have both of them in physical form? No, I just have the first one in okay. hard copy. And then I, I pre-ordered the ebook for the, the second one. Okay, cool. I might borrow that first one at some point from you. Yeah, it's definitely a great read. All right. So I love that feeling of finding a new author that you're just like, I need to consume everything from them so yeah give me it yeah and and I was there when you bought that book and it was like an impulse buy based on the beautiful cover art yeah and um I had asked the proprietor of the horror bookstore I'm like do you have any romance horror crossovers mm-hmm. and she was like <laughs> yeah so she recommended that one and uh let the right one in which I also mm-hmm. have and I will say, I, I guess I didn't really mention that in my description. It may have been clear, but this, uh, The Spirit Bears Its Teeth is also a romance. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that Slewfoot by Brahm, which I just read, was more outright a romance. I mean, you, yeah. you could kind of read it that way, and the ending is... If, if there were any, like, actual 
love scenes happening in the book or any like we are now romantic partners conversations happening then I would call it a romance but it's basically like a romance and everything but the the romance it's it's mm-hmm. about two beings but um Slewfoot I want to talk about more in the future maybe for our gift guide okay. episode but like I just it reminded me of that because it's a sort of romance horror crossover without it being a love story but it could be you can make it one in your mind yeah yeah so is there a second one coming out so he has a bunch of books and i don't think that any of them have sequels i think they're all standalones right now the next book of his that i got i got his krampus book so Mm -hmm. i'm going to be reading that for the yuletide nice yeah. Yeah. I'm on the wait list for Slewfoot, as you know. It's like 15 yeah. weeks. <laughs> so there are a bunch of copies at our local Barnes and Noble, and I was going to buy it because I wanted to have the physical copy, but I'm trying to be better with my money. Hmm. And I was like, Are we all? <laughs> I'll just wait. I don't have it. I, I don't need to have it right now. Yeah. I've already read it, and I've got all these other books that I need to read, and then other books that I've bought because I've already read them and want to have a physical copy of it so i'm just gonna hold off on it but it's worth having proud of you thank you it has this beautiful full color artwork because he's a painter so he's done all these oil paintings of the characters and also just black and white art throughout the book so owning the The cover is so gorgeous it is and then let me show you the krampus cover if you can even see it with my shitty, very expensive I, laptop webcam. I have seen that before. Is that that must not be that new? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think any of his books are that new. Although Slewfoot okay. might be new-ish because I see people talking about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this Krampus book is from 2012. So okay. very so, cool. So um, but um Brahm is an author who I, I expect that I'm going to like this one as much as I like Slufa. And if so, then that would be my version of like a new author that I impulsively tried that's out of my usual wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, And then the book that I'm going to talk about is from an author, a group of co-auth- uh, co-authors. So it's two okay. writers under the name Kit Roca. Okay. Right. And I've followed because this one is of the them. one where I think it sounds like a European candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> so I've followed one half of Kit Roca on that hell site that we're all abandoning for a really, really long time. So I've always wanted to read their work, but mm-hmm. hadn't yet. And then I saw this one's description and I was like, oh, that sounds really, really cool. I was specifically looking on the Smart Bitches website for recommendations, and I was looking for something like, I don't know what the parameters I was putting in were, but it's like I didn't want a dark romance, mm-hmm. but I wanted darker themes, and I wanted ass-kicking heroines, and I wanted like, I don't know, maybe like a toxic or complicated relationship dynamic that wasn't a second chance romance. I was looking for something along those lines so I was just like redoing searches over and over again and I landed on this book called deal with the devil and it is 
described as orphan black meets the post-apocalyptic avengers <laughs> that sounds very much up your alley <laughs> i haven't seen no orphan black but yeah so it's like this woman nina she is a clone and her clone sisters are deceased and she's basically a clone who's been made to be like super strong fast skilled and she is living by her wits in the society that has been ravaged by solar flares which ties into a previous series of theirs that i haven't read any of okay um, and this is the first in this spinoff series so she lives with two other women who are also enhanced in different ways okay and they are information brokers slash librarians and a lot of it is like they are just like providing texts to the community and providing library services to the community but because of the inherent nature of their world they have to go about it as mercenaries so hence the mercenary librarian series because like to get yeah. their hands on information they got to get their hands dirty that is disturbingly relevant for isn't it though isn't it though <laughs> am i laughing or crying <laughs> ah, a little bit of both so so there's this other group of men called the silver devils and they are they're super soldiers who have gone awol because they're they were against the technocratic corporation that they they didn't want to do a bad thing they didn't okay. want to do a bad thing so they went off on their own and they have these the implants that make them super soldiers they are not a forever thing they require maintenance and okay. without that maintenance they're gonna die oh and okay. one of their associates a woman who is able to perform that maintenance to an extent she gets kidnapped and they are told if you want her back you need to bring us this nina person so okay. they lure they meet nina and they tell her like we've got like this mythical long rumored library of congress score for you okay <laughs> we, we we know where this loc score yeah, yeah we know where this um data is we got to go on a road trip to get it if you do to be frank i don't remember what it is that they tell them is that they need out of the equation because it's not like it's clearly not out of the goodness of their heart mm -hmm. that they're escorting them to this library of congress fine there's something that they tell them that they need but there is like the ulterior motive of like they are going to surrender nina to in order person. to get their their tech back yeah to this mysterious ransom hostage taker ransom requester demander <laughs> yeah <laughs> a hostage taker so um but nina and the leader of the silver devils of course they fall for each other and they have this thing this connection and he's got to figure out how to tell her because like he's either going to betray her or he has to tell her like oh i was going to betray you right and 
But I, I, I know this is not a big deal, but I just want to quickly mention that when I first met you, I was getting ready to betray you. Yeah. And <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> there's very emotional backstories. There's um cage fighting for money. There's um a lot of commentary about technocratic governments and mm-hmm. sound family. So it was a very interesting premise. And I am looking forward to at some point fitting in the next two books in the series because I thought Nina was very interesting, but I was more interested in her two adopted sisters and their skills okay. and abilities. And I think that the next one in the series is about the super soldier whose implant was on its last legs in this book. Okay. And oh, this is kind of a spoiler. He gets a brief reprieve, but it's not gonna last forever. So are the other so, ones already out? Yes. The series has been out for a long time and on their website it says that well not a long time. It came this first one came out in 2020, but on their website it says that this series is done for now. So they might revisit it at some point. But that <laughs> is Deal with the Devil by Kit Roca. It's part of the Mercenary Librarians series. And the next one is The Devil You Know. And after that, Dance with the Devil. Hmm. All right. So was it my- how how spicy are we talking? It was it was pretty spicy. I'm I listened to it on audiobook and when I listen to it on audiobook I miss things because I'm usually doing other stuff or I speed it up at certain points but I think that it was pretty hot all right yeah okay nice. if I'm remembering accurately I know that Kit Roca writes steamy so surely it was steamy <laughs> and I wasn't paying close <laughs> enough attention to those parts <laughs> Sorry, my brain has been like Swiss cheese, everyone. Like, seriously, like, having a baby and also living in a post... current, Currently in pandemic, also help, currently just housecape. witnessing a... A fucking genocide. genocide. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Now that we've fully brought the vibe down <laughs> by acknowledging the reality of the world in which we live, um... You read a contemporary by I did. our friend. So, what was the name of the one that you're you're reading right now with the nanny? Nanny for the neighbors. Nanny for the neighbors. So, off his game by Courtney Clark Michaels, BFF mm-hmm. of the pod. Yes, is also a nanny situation. Oh, yeah. Um, the this is the second book and the hot rugby nights series after game changer after game changer which i absolutely loved um we we get a little introduction to the two main characters in office game at the end of game changer and it was really antagonistic and fun um so the premise is we have a, a guy named zach Firon, which in my head i was always reading efron <laughs> And then toward the end of the book, there's like a line in the dialogue where they talk about that. And so I found that really gratifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's a rugby league player. He's on the team with um, the hero of the first book. Um, he had a very rough childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, 
child of someone who struggles with alcohol use disorder and um, became like abusive as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a younger sister that he's really close to named Frances who became pregnant when she was 17 and uh, he really like it's his mission in life to look out for her and her two kids like he views that as what he's put on this planet to do Mm -hmm. whether or not other people want him to do that ah one of those (laughs) um so one day francis shows up on his doorstep looking pretty strung out she's got the two kids and he she's like i need to go away for a while i need you to watch the kids bye and he doesn't know where she's gone or how long she'll be gone. And he's like a professional athlete. So his it's days not like are his pretty schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he makes it for a few weeks, but then he's like just run too ragged and he's about to have like some away games. So he asks um, his friend for a recommendation on like a nanny, someone who could do more than just like babysit but be there and like prepare meals and stuff like that um and of course izzy gets izzy holt gets recommended that is the sister of the heroine in the first book she's been working as an au pair in uh europe and is taking a break before she starts a gig on working on a cruise ship like doing child care on a cruise ship so she needs to make some money and needs a place to stay and he needs someone to watch the kids and he has a place for her to stay and he will pay her whatever amount is needed the only problem is that they've met before they didn't know who the other person was they were at a bar there was a thwarted hookup situation that really played out like with zach looking like an asshole and izzy being like So she charges him an exorbitant amount for her nanny services. And he's like, fine, whatever. Like, I just need help. She's like, terrific. Great. Cash Asshole tap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, she is getting ready for her sister's wedding, the couple from the first book. And she's really dreading interacting with her family. Her family are assholes and say a lot of the things that some of us may expect to hear at Thanksgiving. I was going to say relevant for this time of year. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to have a real job? Um, You know, why, why can't you keep a man like that kind of thing? So her whole goal is to like spend the next few weeks that she's working for Zach, saving the money and like Tinder dating, like it's her job until she finds someone who is acceptable to her to bring to this wedding. Mm-hmm. but of course she's living in the house with a guy that she thought was like super hot that had a thwarted hookup with and he's like pretty curmudgeonly mm-hmm. he's your real grumpy it's a real grumpy sunshine situation mm-hmm. um you feel you get some empathy for him when you learn more about like some of the stuff that he's gone through and like reasons that he feels so um uh, skeptical of people and like forming mm-hmm. bonds with people um, but of course, you know, it's a forced proximity situation, so it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. And that's your favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. So there, um, there's a karaoke scene, which I know you love. Mm. Um, 
I always like a wedding scene in a book where you're you're one of the guests at the wedding because it's like it, I don't know it just provides a good opportunity to move things along um the dark moments there are a couple mm-hmm. are pretty dark okay um not anything like disturbing but it's like it's not like a oh just a simple misunderstanding like they say things to each other that are not not good um but you know I think they the thing that was great about this book is like it's a romance you know they're gonna end up together Mm -hmm. but it doesn't all happen at once Mm -hmm. and it's like oh we're together and it's all beautiful it's like they still are doing some of their separate lives for a bit even when they've decided like this is going to be a thing Mm. before they like fully come together and I appreciate that so it's like a so it's forced proximity but also a slow burn yeah definitely oh this sounds so great and a little bit second chancey since the Mm -hmm. first hookup yeah um so yeah and Courtney writes great steamy scenes I love Mm -hmm. her the type of heroes that she writes um I was just delighted to read it I love Courtney so much she does write a good steamy scene um if if you read my book part of the reason that my book is so steamy is because Courtney was an early reader on it and she kind of dragged me a little bit for how late the first (laughs) sex scene came in the original draft and I was like all right (laughs) <laughs> let me let me fix my life. <laughs> She's like, "What are you a nun? <laughs> what what the fuck is this on page?" And like, she told me like how many pages into it. Okay, it's like, oh, it was really that late. Damn. Okay, sorry. Damn, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> So I got to read that. I have my annotated copy of Game Changer that I got in the reproductive justice auction, Romance for Reproductive Justice auction, mm-hmm. and it is my prized possession. It's my precious. My precious. Yeah, I I really have loved this hot rugby nights series and I'm trying to think of the name of Eve Dangerfield's sporty <laughs> books can you remember it was the rebirth series but i think she's rebranding it as something else playing for love okay yeah and maybe it's like i don't know it may be a faux pas for me to suggest for readers who like one to enjoy the other because i don't i don't know if it's the same sport (laughs) i mean i i think australian rules football or rugby Listen, here's the thing. Um, it is my goal in life, one of my goals in life, to get them on together because <gasps> I think that they would hit it off so much. Yeah, yeah. So so maybe like if you read one and then you read the other one, you go to one of their social media accounts and be like, I love this person too, because <laughs> of you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to do some matchmaking. Make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's all I have on that one what about your contemporary okay my contemporary I don't think that this one gets shelved under romance it very much is a romance though okay but it's probably in the fiction section of 
your local bookstore. I had seen it because of the beautiful cover. I'd been intrigued by it. It wasn't until a Substack that I'm subscribed to called, I think, What to Read Next mentioned it. That mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to borrow it from the library because it's available. So I'm going to start talking about this book by talking about who I think it's for. Okay. If you read the day it came out, Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me, mm-hmm. like I did, or if you have always rooted for Lindsay Lohan, no matter what she was doing, you've always been like, that girl is so talented. There's like, Meg, you're scrunching. Why are you scrunching? I'm just thinking of this video I saw where... <laughs> did she, she do... Like- Huh? What? She was like, what? Trying to, like, take this woman's child away from her because she was a brown woman and she assumed it was, like, a refugee situation. It was it was really... Okay, scratch that. So if you, <laughs> if you previously rooted for Lindsay Lohan... That might have been at the height of, like, an addiction. That, yeah, she might... Okay. So this that actually kind of stands then. If you if you were like if you were always like, oh, there's something else going on here, like she mm-hmm. she needs help. There's a deeper issue. Um, if you read I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, mm-hmm. yeah. And love that. Or if you have any kind of interest in child stars, mm-hmm. I'm recommending the book Birds of California by Katie. Sorry. Birds of California by Katie Cotugno. And this one is about basically a Lindsay Lohan character. Okay. But she was a child star on a family sitcom called Birds of California. And she was like the daughter of an ornithologist. And the family's last name was Bird. And she... (laughs) I would watch that show. Me too. So she <laughs> she did like all the things. All the things. Like every kind of like meltdown possible in front of the paparazzi to the paparazzi. Like every everything that's brought up about what she was like at the height of her like young adult fame is like oh she was a disaster and then we Mm -hmm. see her have some relapses of that aggressive flying off the handle behavior Mm -hmm. throughout this book but she has left the entertainment industry entirely she is now working at her family's print shop and every day someone comes and picks up an order and looks at her and she's like they're like hey aren't you and it's just become this thing that she has to deal with constantly where she's just trying to live her life in obscurity and not have her past brought up constantly but there's no escaping it and her life's pretty stagnant like she lives with her family her mom left while she was a child like abandoned the family lives in Seattle now and she has a younger sister who is about to go to college and they have a very close relationship and their dad is deeply depressed and checked out so 
she's kind of holding her family together while barely holding herself together. There's mm-hmm. there's a part where she clarifies for someone who had talked about her going to rehab and she's like, I didn't go to rehab. I went to a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> so get your facts straight. Um <laughs> So she's really been through it and she gets a call or email from her agent and they're like, oh, they want to do a reboot of Birds of California. Okay. Like one of these like Netflix kind of things. And she's like, no, fuck you. And then then they're like, no, but like, don't you want to do this? And she's like, nope. No, thank you. She's like, no, I really don't. (laughs) Okay. But then the guy who played her brother on the show mm-hmm. she'd always had a crush on him and <laughs> he has continued acting and he just had his show canceled where he was like a he played a doctor hot doctor show it was a Grey's Anatomy kind of thing or mm-hmm. Chicago MD very much that that show just got canceled he's having a really hard time making any other roles happen for himself so he really wants to make this reboot happen because he is broke he's driving around a tesla that was your first mistake and (laughs) he's got this like fancy house that's like decorated by an interior designer he had like no say in anything he wears like all the designer brands i don't feel like he's lived within his means at all i don't think that he had a good accountant helping him out but the money is quickly drying up he needs to book something and his mom back home is dying oh so so there's just a lot he he not only needs to pay his rent he also does (laughs) yeah he also wants to make something of himself before his mom dies yeah so he goes to see his former co-star to try to get her to do the the reboot reboot, and she doesn't want to and she is just like a feral cat to him Mm -hmm. she just like doesn't want anything to do with him but he kind of wears her down not as far as doing the reboot but as far as not being skeptical of him and thinking like I I just don't even want to talk to you I don't want anything to do with you and they were close when they filmed the show and she always liked him and he always liked her and they get together but it's complicated by the fact that he does still want her to do the reboot and Mm. she doesn't trust that he actually likes her and wants to be with her and this isn't only a manipulation a manipulation so there are a lot of trust issues involved and um if you are interested in this book i want to say that there is like you see it coming this is a spoiler so like if you want like no spoilers regardless of trigger warnings just skip ahead a couple of minutes you find out that the reason she really doesn't want to do the reboot is because she was groomed by the actor who played their dad. Oh, fuck. Yeah. There there was a line where she he asked about her first kiss and she says 
that guy's name and he it all clicks for him of why she doesn't want to do this reboot and why she was such a fucking mess back in the day and he's like fuck and then she said that too oh yeah so it's like it's just it's just bad 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 yeah yeah and and there's a lot that happens throughout the book because people are getting wind of this possible reboot happening so her trying to be in obscurity gets really upended Mm. by this project that she hasn't even signed on to and meanwhile she's like she still loves acting and loves performing and like being involved in the craft so she's just like directing a community theater play of ibsen's a dollhouse which is one of my favorite plays ever um and she's got this whole like barbie dream house version of it that she's doing and she's doing nora as like a millennial mom and like lululemon yoga pants and she's doing all the costuming and thrifts it and you can tell that she's that this is how she wants to engage in the craft she doesn't Mm -hmm. want the fame she just wants to tell stories Mm -hmm. and be left alone so it's really really good it's got this great banter and the hero is such a golden retriever Mm. and you feel he he's very very big himbo energy like you realize like this person he is a good guy but also like dumb as a rock why do you not have any savings (laughs) and i love a himbo (laughs) yeah um and there is one of my favorite things as we know like a sassy old lady character their next door Mm. neighbor who the younger sister is like best friends with (laughs) so it's the kind of thing that you can absolutely see as a movie as you are reading it which considering that it is about the entertainment industry it makes a lot of sense and i enjoyed it a lot so that's my contemporary recommendation it's reminding me of the song um used to be young Mm -hmm. by miley cyrus yes that's that's a perfect comparison and i love that song (laughs) she she kind of ate with that you know i don't like miley but i know (laughs) (laughs) with that and also like have you heard dolly's wrecking ball cover that she did with miley that just came out recently and it's pretty fantastic i'm gonna have to give that a listen yeah definitely do after this so that's what i've got any closing thoughts or recommendations i'm wishing everyone happy survival for the coming holiday i hope that you all are in safe situations that don't take too much from your peace I appreciate that that sentiment. I second that. Um, and I will leave you with a piece of advice that I've seen pop up again recently on TikTok. And it's one of those things that I always forget is the perfect comeback until okay. way after the fact. When 
your relative says something completely out of pocket to you, you mm-hmm. can just look them in the eye and say, what a strange thing to say to me. <laughs> I knew that was coming. It's so good. Okay, so along those lines, I think I've probably... um made this recommendation already her name is cammy orange love her yeah um she actually just um made like decks of her boundary flashcards before you could just print them yourself and cut them out Um, But she's having them, like, professionally done now. So mine arrived this month. Oh, (laughs) perfect. Oh, great. Um, But, yeah. So if that's a thing, if Lizzie's advice speaks to you, check out Cami Orange. She sends out great newsletters that are very short. I'm not a newsletter girly, but I can read through hers because they're only, like, a couple of paragraphs. Mm -hmm. And they always have, like, takeaway advice for, like, if you're in a situation like this, you know, this is how you could state your boundary. And I found that very helpful. That's a great recommendation. I'm so glad that she had them produced. Yeah, yeah. It's like just come about in the last couple of months. Okay, so we'll have a link to that um, because I might want to get a copy. I run into fewer situations like that these days, thankfully, but I, I feel like I run into other people having those situations and asking for advice a fair amount so (laughs) it's good for all of us to know how to handle those things yeah absolutely all right thank you so much for listening we will be back in two weeks we're going to start doing our holiday festivities i don't know if we're going to do are we planning on doing just two episodes in december i don't know what did i talk you into (laughs) okay all right um Definitely at least two episodes in December, unless Meg can talk me into doing more frequent episodes just because we usually go pretty ham. Yeah. For the holidays. I am am going out of the country, though, so that will for 10 days. So that may. Where are you going? To Spain. Who authorized that? (laughs) You didn't know? No. (laughs) We bought a Groupon at like the beginning of this year for um, a week in Spain. Who else is going? Me and Ben. Oh, okay. Mr. Matt. I thought I thought it was a group on like a group group. Uh no. Okay. Luckily this was like a um just like a deal for the airfare and the lodging and like transportation between uh, Madrid and Barcelona. It's not like I'm not gonna be on a tour bus with a bunch of people. Oh nice. It's like my personal hellscape. So I love a tour bus tour because that's what I did for South Africa. And that's like fantastic for me. Yeah. It depends. I've signed up for some tours like while we're there, like half day situations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I had a traumatizing eight hour turned 12 hour bus tour this summer in Seattle. So that that was fucked up (laughs) for you. For you. <laughs> okay. I I just read about it <laughs> in the group text. Okay. So um 
we're definitely going to have we have an interview with an author who wrote a holiday romance and we're going to do our holiday gift guide if we do anything else we'll let you know but it's all pending meg's trip to espana that i'm just now finding out about (laughs) (laughs) so until next time air kisses Ah.